Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1, 910, 980, 1300 AM. It's 309 here on this uh, Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. 70 degrees, partly sunny outside. Turned out to be a really beautiful day out there. Low humidity, nice and cool. That kind of pre-fall. Are we pre-fall? Are we officially in fall now? I guess we're officially in fall. It's after Labor Day, right? I guess early fall. Perfect early fall day. Uh, the night's sleeping is great. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying that as much as I am. I love this time of year. Fall is probably my favorite season of the year here in Pennsylvania. I, I could deal with that maybe half the year and then maybe a little bit of summer. I like spring too, but and winter's not bad. I'm not a. I'm not too picky as long as we don't get clobbered with snow, which we haven't lately. But now that I've said that, I've probably ruined it with all the rain we've been getting this past year so far. Um, who knows if that's gonna convert into snow when it comes time for the colder weather but we'll see i guess be prepared for it that's all we can do nothing we can do about it no sense in stressing over it i noticed uh the past couple of weeks i've been noticing something on my commutes back and forth and driving around northeast pennsylvania particularly on interstate 81 north and south north of clark summit up past me at the lackawanna susquehanna border they're doing all that road paving and construction, so they've been closing down, usually one lane at a time. And it's been really causing havoc up there. But whatever contractor PennDOT is using, and if anybody out there is you know works for PennDOT or is a contractor for PennDOT, maybe you can help me out here. But whatever contractor they're using, because they're not PennDOT trucks a lot of the time, so I'm sure it's a mix of PennDOT and whatever paving contract won the bid to do the paving, They've gone to this new, uh, I, for lack of a better word, a traffic control de- device of traffic, you know, warning, a cone. These cones that they're putting up, they're not cones. They're they got these black bases with this plate that's got the the red and white reflective, you know, um, finish on them. But they're plates that stand in the base. Now I, I would imagine because they've all gone to them now, they are much cheaper than cones. They must be easier to store easier to put out what i don't get though is since i've been driving past it every day for the past couple of weeks 24 7 they have someone on duty in a truck that goes back and forth fixing them because i would say anywhere between 70 and 85 percent of them are knocked down at any given time always and i i see this this poor guy different gentlemen uh there could be ladies out there i just haven't seen any but um and their job is to drive back and forth in the closed off lane and fix these now not only is that dangerous because they're right up against the traffic that's that's going by it's at a reduced speed but the traffic's still traveling at at least 45 miles an hour and it's their job to drive back and forth and fix these plates i've seen them early in the morning i've seen them at night i've seen them overnight uh, this this the vehicle they have goes back and forth and just continually fixes these. I was behind an 18-wheeler who was in the lane probably about two feet from these barriers that they have, these plates, these traffic plates that are taking the place of traffic cones. And this truck in front of me, just the pressure of the truck, the 18-wheeler with its, with its trailer going by, was knocking these plates over. And, and I must have seen them knock eight in a row. 
and he wasn't hitting them. He was two feet away from them. It's just the pressure of the truck going by is knocking them down. So if you're saving money, and I would love someone from one of these organizations or PennDOT to walk me through this, you're saving money on these devices, these cones, for lack of a better word. I'm sure there's a multitude of reasons you went to them. Like I said, they're probably easier to store. They take up less room. Uh, they're probably cheaper because that's the basis for most of the decisions that companies like this make. But if you're paying someone 24-7 just to go back and forth to fix them all the time because they're not doing their job because they're down at least 70% of the time from what I've seen, this is my personal you know, observations, is it worth it? Are you really saving money? Is it, you know, what? What's the deal? Why? Why? It was this just a bad decision? And if so, I'm sure you have a lot of the old cones, or did you get rid of them all, or, or do something, or do half and half? Was there some kind of test program where you tested these and realized, hey, we're going to need someone out because they had someone out there pretty fast for the duration of this from the way it started. I'm seeing people see it on the Casey highway as well. And yes, I've seen it on the Casey highway as well. Was there some sort of test? Because right off the bat, I saw this, this, these, this person out there 24 seven, that just their job is to go back and forth and fix these plates. And again, it's gotta be costly. It's got to be time-consuming, and not only that, but the, it's, a, it's a safety factor because you have someone right up against traffic more than you need to have them. So if there's a way to reevaluate what you're doing as someone who's driven these highways and seen it day in and day out during this construction, during this repaving, I'm telling you it failed. So maybe you want to start investing in cones again. Maybe you want to start investing in something that's maybe a little better because, you know, I, I know you realize it because you're paying someone in a vehicle to be out there all the time to fix these things. And their sole job is just to go back and forth. I, I've watched them. Uh, you know, I went to the store and some other running around the other day. And, you know, the, this vehicle was on the northbound lane, two or three different occasions fixing them. And right back on the southbound lane. And then when I came back, you know, he was again on the northbound lane because they're not lasting too long standing up the way they should be. So, uh, again, was this the lower bidder? Is this just the PennDOT? Uh, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of PennDOT logos on the truck, so I'm thinking, and the truck that's of the person who's fixing these, who's, who's putting them back upright, is not PennDOT. It's a private vehicle, it looks like, a private construction vehicle. It has no PennDOT markings. But was it worth it to go to these cheaper devices? And again, this is just something I've observed that obviously, maybe it's still cheaper. But even if it's still cheaper to pay someone in a vehicle to be out there 24-7 to fix these devices all the time, well, A, like I said, every time I pass, at least 70% of them are knocked down. So they're not doing their job, and it's a safety issue. Two, you have one of your staffers fixing these right up against within two feet of where traffic is going. And that's a safety issue. So isn't the whole thing supposed to be safety first? Uh, I, I'm a big proponent of the move over law for both our law enforcement, tow truck drivers, fire department, and our construction workers. We just had, you know, some hit in the recent weeks. We've had tow truck drivers killed in our area. 
we've had police officers hit and struck and killed. We have police and fire trucks slammed into police vehicles and fire vehicles slammed into the back. It's just not a good situation from a safety factor. And, you know, even if you're saving, it can't be much because, again, you're paying for someone 24-7 in a vehicle, gas and everything else, to be out there to, to fix these things that's not doing the job because they're constantly down. And the taxpayer who has to pay this extra money where if your intent was to save money and save the taxpayer money, it's not doing that. And when someone does get struck fixing one of these cones or goes off the road because all the cones are down, and, and when I say all of them, I've seen 14, 15 in a row down where you think the road might be open again. And all of a sudden, they're back up again. And you see them scattered all over the road. I've seen them fly into vehicles when a truck goes by and the pressure sends the top plate flying. And again, no one's striking. Well, I'm sure do people do strike them, but the ones I've seen knock over is just the pressure from the trucks going by. So just, uh, you know, my two cents, when you're seeing these things, be careful out there. When you see the, uh, when you see these construction workers out there fixing these plates, please move over as much as you can away from them to give them the space to do it. It is a safety issue. And be aware, if you see these plates up there, and you see a bunch that are down, just take note that the road might not be open yet. You'll usually see an end of construction zone sign or something like that because, like I said, I've seen up to a quarter mile of these things knocked down and you think the road's no longer closed, except for the road's chewed up. But there's no visual markers that the road still might be closed. So, again, just my two cents as someone who takes these roads every day. I know you guys out there take these roads every day and... uh just an observation I've made going back and forth to where it's really become a problem because I'm seeing more and more of them knocked down. Like I said, it's usually anywhere between 70 and 85% of them knocked down. And if it wasn't for these guys and gals out there whose job it is to fix them constantly on a rotating basis, time and again, going back and forth doing it, uh, they'd be, uh, there would be none up as far as I'm concerned. And they obviously know there's a problem because they have someone out there with this task to do it. We talked about um, illegal migration yesterday and, and last week. It's, you know, it's a big topic here. It's a manufactured event for us to top, talk about so we, don't, um, so we don't talk about the real issues that we're facing. Not that illegal migration is not a real issue, but issues that we should be addressing. Social Security, Medicare, inflation, our economy, a budget, the deficit, you know, things like, you know, things that we should really be focusing on and trying to fix. But... Between Friday and Monday, over 30,000, I've seen the number anywhere from 35 to 37, illegal migrants came through our southern border. 30,000 between Friday and Monday alone. Now, this does not include the gotaways. These are just people who came across the border, walked up to Border Patrol and said, hey, we're here. 30,000. That train that they were showing over the weekend that was making its way up through Mexico with a few thousand on it has made its way to Eagle Pass. And it's on the Mexican side of Eagle Pass, and they expect those few thousand to come over as well. I mean, we're looking at more than 9,000 a day. It's just incredible how no one's, uh, how no one's done anything to address it. Except complain. I mean, you'll have Mayor Adams in New York. You'll have mayors in these cities. The governor of New York blame a governor in Texas. 
Well, the governor of Texas isn't opening the welcome mat for these illegal migrants. The governor of Texas is doing what he needs to do to protect his state, facilitating them moving on. And if you looked at some of the video of the illegal migrants coming across the border from down there, the illegal migrants in broken English are asking the Border Patrol agents, well, can I travel to Chicago? And the border agents say, you can travel wherever you want. It's free country. Because they've been told not to enforce our laws. Everybody's an asylum seeker now, where in the past that wasn't the case. Only a select few would meet the criteria for asylum. But they figure, we'll check the box, all everybody for asylum seekers. This way they're here for a couple of years. We can say they're here legally because asylum's a legal process. But if you break, your, break down the law, there's a certain criteria to meet. 85% of these illegal migrants don't meet that criteria and will not get approved. But yet, let's give them appointments four, five, six, seven years in advance and let them throughout the country. So on the back end, you have representatives in New York and other areas saying, we need to get them expedited work permits. And then they're going to be paying taxes. And while they're paying taxes, they should be uh, have a citizen status or at least a green card because they've been paying taxes for so many years. It's a manufactured issue. And until something happens, which, which it, 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 it is every day, there are issues that are preventable. Now, a lot of these illegal migrants coming in are, are fine, upstanding people. They're not here to commit crimes. They, they are literally looking for a better for themselves. But there's a process to do that. And coming through the open floodgates is not that process. But... If it's 1% that come into this nation and commit crimes, that's 1% that we didn't need. That's, you know, people being struck and killed by illegal migrant drivers, by murders in California. And, you know, this is, this is not to take away from the crimes that Americans commit because Americans commit plenty of crimes. But it's an avoidable issue. And if you have a loved one who was struck in a vehicle and killed by someone who was an illegal migrant... Who, which was avoidable, someone who was murdered by an illegal migrant, which was avoidable, any avoidable crime is a tragedy. And the fact that we have 75,000 on our national security threats that they've identified, 160 on our terror watch list so far in 2023, just 98 from our southern border alone, 160 this fiscal year on our terror watch list. Until something happens, nothing's going to happen because they're not accountable until there's enough screaming and yelling from the general public to say enough's enough. And without a tragedy, without something tragic, that won't happen. It's 323 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 327, 70 degrees and partly sunny outside. It's time for Rob's Rundown on this Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. It's a short one today, but, you know, there are things that are happening in our headlines and our atmosphere. Probably won't get into them in depth, but... Um, they're in our atmosphere, so we should be aware of them, especially this first one. A skimming device was found at a Wilkesbury Township Walmart. If you uh, use the self-checkout from September 6th to the 18th, you might want to change your PIN code. More ch charges filed against a Susquehanna attorney. 
And jury selection for Crestwood Band Director begins. A bill to protect, protect the ID of lottery winners in Pennsylvania and keep them secret passes the Senate. See what happens in the House. Lake Lehman superintendent is going to retire. University of Scranton launches its capital campaign, biggest one ever from what I'm reading. And Pennsylvania is going to start automatic voter registration. We might have to talk about that in, uh, later in the week. Let's see what, uh, what your thoughts on the automatic voter registration when you apply for an ID or a driver's license. They will automatically register you to vote. My question is, um, what's the default party? Or they just register you to vote as nothing or independent. It matters. So uh, that's a question that I have. And that's it for Rob's rundown on this Tuesday, September 19th. 2023. Uh, the Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. If you have unique shipping needs and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions, dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com and I appreciate them supporting the Rob O'Donnell Show today. Uh, I got a bunch of text messages. Again, you can call or text at 570-883-0098. Got a, a couple of text messages saying that the uh, Somebody, uh, a company, I'm not going to name the company, pays $35 an hour to pick those cones up, pick those signs up on the highway. $35 an hour. Let me see. 35 times 24 equals times 7 equals, that's almost $6,000 a week. And that doesn't include the vehicle. That doesn't include gas. Uh, $5,880 a week, if that's the case. And... uh you know, I have no reason to think it's not the case. So uh, there was another text message that I wanted to see. Hey, Rob, just a heads up on the manufactured crisis. A Texas developer is building an illegal immigrant city to hold north of 75,000 illegal. They won't uh, need any credentials like Social Security number or citizenship proof since the developer is also the loan issuer. The elite corrupt are now even hiding the replacement of legal U.S. citizens anymore. Yeah, and you have to wonder. You know, you look here in our area, Great Wolf Lodge is, is building um, housing for workers. Uh, and it depends. Um, are they planning to uh, – do they have a heads up that these worker permits will be done? Is that for their current workers? Uh, who knows? I mean, you have to look at all this – with a speculative eye because of everything that's going on. I mean, you have these bills from both Republicans and independents in the Senate to increase the, to decrease the waiting time for a work permit from 180 days to 30 days. You have a Democrat bill that does the same thing. You have representatives and congressmen and senators saying we need to get these people work permits as soon as possible so they could support themselves and not be a burden on the cities. And then you have organizations like this developer in Texas, like right here, some of the resorts building housing for workers. You look at that field, especially in a, a hospitality suite type of uh, work performance, where there's a lot of people that where the migrants fit that um, demographic. So are they building housing for just that for cheap employees? And again, it's one of those be careful what you wish for. 
because if they hire these illegal migrants with these work permits, if they gain them at lesser wages, where do you think your minimum wage stands? Where do you think you as a middle class worker that's working at these resorts now stands? You're going to be moved out. You're going to be pushed out of the system. And it's because your Democrat handlers in Congress, your administration that you voted for, wanted the floodgates open. It's 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Jake's trying to get me riled up in here. It's the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 3.38, 70 degrees and partly sunny out there. Uh, let's go to the phone. We have um, Jerry from Sawyersville on Illegals. Jerry. Yes, how are you doing today? Okay. Hey, I just wanted to mention that, you know, if we built this damn wall, we wouldn't have this problem today. You know, it's it's so simple. Build a wall, keep them out. I mean, our families came over. They came over. Mine was Polish. They spoke Polish. Now, the thing of it is, they never spoke Polish out in the open, like out in stores and stuff like that. You go to the stores, and that's all you hear is all these different languages. You don't know what the heck's going on, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, building a barrier, building the wall, having those type of systems, and this is by by when I say wall, I mean the multifaceted, you know, the, the surveillance systems, the the drones, the wall itself, the physical barrier. The physical barrier is not a failsafe. It it does slow things down, but it doesn't necessarily just do everything we need it to do. But you're right. We cannot do anything as far as immigration policy goes until we have a secure border, until there's some kind of barrier that prevents people we don't want from coming in, coming in. And then we can work on everything else, and and that's negotiable. You know, that's what our politicians are for. That's why we elect these people there, to make those tough decisions and make those agreements on what they want to do with immigration policy. But the, the step number one always is secure your perimeter. Right, exactly. I mean, and that's one thing that we fail to do. Why is beyond me. I don't know what the heck's wrong with this administration, but it's not right. It's not for us, you know. Well, it's it's not just our administration. I mean, Donald Trump, the Trump administration started a great process. Yes, he hit roadblocks time and time again. They tried to prevent him and sued him about the money he was putting towards it time and time again. Um, but the promises he made were not kept either. And again, for, for multiple reasons, because they zipped up the purse to pay for things, because everything was there. And now you have this material sitting at the border that the Biden administration is selling off for scrap metal because they don't want it there anymore, which is just going to make it that much harder the next time. Exactly. I Like I said, I just don't understand why they're letting these through, these illegals, and how many come through that we don't even know. I mean, they're bringing this fentanyl through, and it's it's just America's going to go down. <laughs> oh, it is. It's already. I mean, look at what's going on with the fentanyl crisis across America. Um, you know, you're looking at the, these budgets that are being slashed because of the, they're needing to take care of this influx of illegal migration in their cities. We're already feeling it. We're already in crisis, and and you know we're almost past the breaking point to where. You know what's next is the is the scary question if we're this bad now. Exactly. I mean, what's what's our future from here? You know. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree because it's not like we can sweep the nation and, and get everybody out that we want out. Um, you know, they're going to have to focus on the worst of the worst. And can they find them? Will they blend into the cities once they're here? Because they are already here. We, I've said you have 75,000 national security threats. You have, you know, 160 people that were on a terror watch list tried to get in the country. How many did? These are people they caught. How many actually made it in? And how many are here that are sleepers? That's the dangerous point there, Jerry. That's the scary point as well. I appreciate you calling and checking in. Thank you. Have a good day. You too, Jerry. Uh, it's uh, 341 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Let's go. You with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 345 here at the station, 70 degrees and partly sunny. We're talking about uh, immigration. Got a text message, Rob. This would not be an issue if the media was a watchdog. Well, the watchdog is asleep at the switch and in collusion with the more sinister agenda. It is. It's amazing that the what's supposed to be impartial media that keeps the checks and balances on our politicians is asleep at the wheel. And because of that, they've picked their sides of the ring. They've picked their both corners. You know, you have your your conservative media on one side. You have your progressive liberal media on the other side. And again, they want us, the voters, they want us, the taxpayers, they want us, the Americans, in the middle of that ring fighting it out because that's how they sell tickets. That's how they sell the tickets. They sell the tickets through ads, through endorsements, through their commercials, through their... That's what gives them the time. I mean, think about it. As much as they love to say they hated Donald Trump, he was the biggest boost for... The New York Times, The Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, financially. He was. It's just a fact. He was the biggest boost for them because they were able to then put out their garbage that they did to sell ads, to put us in the middle, to uh, you know say that, that riots here are, me- uh, are, are mostly peaceful and, and not burning buildings down, and these riots here are an insurrection. They want us in the middle fighting it out so they can sell the tickets. It's as simple as that. And that's why the media sat this one out. And, you know, the only thing that's going to make them turn around is to sit the media in a corner. Put them in a corner and stop catering to them. It's harder said than done. I get it. I get it. People want to be informed. The, The advent of social media makes it that much more harder because it's easier to get the misinformation out there. Let's go to the the phones. We have uh, Mike from Bloomsburg on the border. Mike. Yeah, great show today. Hey, uh, I think the mainstream media that you were just talking about, they're the ones, they monetized Donald Trump and gave him all the exposure he needed to win that election. That's my opinion. If they, if they would have just treated him fairly instead of using him, I think uh, he may not have won that election. But that's neither here nor there. The reason I'm calling is you said something earlier that precipitated this call. You mentioned this is going to go on until something happens. We don't know what it is, but something is going to happen. You're absolutely right. I've been following this immigration story since Trump was in office. A man named Michael Yan on the ground in Latin America, Central America, and South America, former Special Forces guy, and he has been reporting day by day, basically, and he has been right on everything. And now today, he was criticized because this uh, he was being criticized by a, a person who believes like we do, I believe, that he is missing something. 
we are letting so many people into this country. When I say we, our government is paying for organizing and facilitating the invasion of millions of non-English speaking people into this country. They know that if they can just get to Venezuela, they'll be taken by bus after bus after bus to get to our border. And then just as you said, allowed to walk in and get to go wherever they want. They have high expectations of the streets of America being paved with gold. And it's reinforced by our government giving them all kinds of benefits as soon as they get there. But is this going to work out forever? No. Those people, many of them, are going to become desperate. And you know what desperate people do during desperate times. They're going to get what they want, whether they can buy it or whether they can steal it, whether they can kill you for it. I, I may sound like an alarmist, but I am confident in what I am saying. This is not going to end well. No, no, it's not. And, and I can tell you and the listeners for a fact, because I've been in this realm, I've been in the public safety realm for three decades. There are assets there from Russia, from China, right here in northeast Pennsylvania that we know about. We know they're here taking surveillance, doing things that they shouldn't be doing in areas that they shouldn't be in. For a fact, here in northeast Pennsylvania, there are Chinese and Russian agents right here. I know it for a fact because I know the people that pursue them. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after these messages in the Bloomberg Money Man. Here with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 354, 70 degrees and sunny outside. Little clouds, but mostly sunny. I like to look at the bright side. Except for this next story, I can't help you here, but I think everyone saw it coming. Medicare premiums are going up next year, and here's how much. You can expect uh, Medicare Part B premiums to get more expensive in 2024, while Part D will likely be slightly cheaper. Each year, the Social Security Administration determines what the costs associated with Medicare programs will be. It then either raises or lowers premiums and deductibles using rules set out by the Social Security Act. Here's how much prices could change if you receive Medicare Parts B and D. In addition, if you receive Social Security, here's how much the COLA increase is expected to be next year. Medicare Part B is likely to increase in 2024. And again, these are, these are estimates. These are what the predictions are. Um, due to a new Alzheimer's treatment coming on the markets, Medicare beneficiaries are expected to pick up that cost. Therefore, Medicare Part B prices are expected to increase in 2024. The costs are projected to go up from the current 164.90 to 174.80, which is nearly a $10 increase per month. Medicare Part D is supposed to decrease a little bit. While uh, you may not see a huge difference in the amount you're paying in Medicare Part D, it could still be slightly lower. The average total monthly Part D premium is projected to decrease from $56.49 in 2023 to fifty five fifty in 2024, according to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS. So what is that a, a dollar less? So you, your Medicare Part B is going to go up $10. Your Medicare Part D might go down a dollar. The decrease is due to premium stabilization. 2022's Inflation Reduction Act redesigns Medicare Part D to provide a mechanism to limit premium increases for people enrolled in Medicare Part D. 
and improve basic Part D benefits. By capping annual out-of-pocket costs, limiting cost sharing for covered insulin products, and eliminating cost sharing for recommended adults in adult vaccines in 2024. Uh, when will the official announcement come? The CMS anticipates that it will announce the 2024 premium co-payments and other cost-sharing details for all Medicare Advantage Part C and Part D plans in mid to late September. So really any time. This fall, the CMS is expected to release the Medicare Part A and Part B premiums and deductibles. Um, what are all these parts, if you don't know? What do Medicare Parts A, B, C, and D cover? Medicare Part A covers inpatient hospitals, skilled nursing facilities, hospice, inpatient rehabilitation, and some home health care services. Medicare Part B covers physician services, outpatient hospital services, certain home health services, durable medical equipment, and certain other medical and health services not covered by Medicare Part A. Medicare Part C, also known as the Medicare Advantage Plan, is another option for receiving benefits. Medicare Part D helps cover prescription drug costs. And that's uh, said it would say about Social Security. I don't see anything about Social Security here. Uh, we do know that that's supposed to be less than it was last year because, of course, this administration has removed fuel, housing, energy, and I believe food out of their CPI, which makes the CPI artificially low, three point something percent. And I think they're looking at a maybe a three percent increase cost of living increase for your Social Security. Why? Because they're manipulating the numbers not to give you a, a full increase, cost of living increase like they should be. Because, you know, you don't pay for housing. You don't pay for shelter. They call it shelter. Shelter is rent, your mortgage, your house, whatever, wherever you live. Energy. You don't need energy. You don't need fuel for your car. You don't need gas. You don't need, uh, you know, electric for your house. You don't need gas. You don't need propane. You don't need anything like that. Uh, food. We could all do without that, right? You don't need those things as per the Biden administration. So they're not going to count them in the uh, the index of the cost of living. It's incredible, huh? I hope that little uh, tutorial was uh, on Medicare and what to expect in 2024 was helpful to you. I saw it. I know a lot of listeners are in that demographic, so I wanted to put it out there and uh, and let you know. And we talked about that Social Security wanting the money back. Some people were panicking over that. That was for SSI and disability, um, mostly. So if you just collect regular Social Security, you should have, shouldn't have anything to worry about. It was more about people who were not declaring that they were working as much as they were and such like that. And that comes from SSI and disability, Social Security disability. 